Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Zayas. Pete, did you know that Andre Drummond's one of his nicknames is the Big, big Penguin? I learned that today. Yes, that his build, it has to do with like kind of how he's he's built. Kind of slumpy moving shoulders. And- uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe we should cool it on the uh, Orca talk. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean... Technically, it's on the Lakers to stop us from talking about Orcas uh, because that's when, you know, they I only do that when they lose. Right. So. Oh, right. Right. They don't lose again. I don't have to bring up Orcas again. Anthony, I've got some bad news for you about the next couple of weeks. They're never going to lose again. Right. It's going to be a lot of killer whale talk. A lot of Orca talk. (laughs) Uh, I actually have. Uh, some new information about orcas that I'm not going to share now because they didn't lose tonight. Uh, but I'm, 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 I have, I'm, I got some ammunition to, to yeah, do you got to save that material for yeah, sure. Exactly. <clears throat> Today's show is going to be about Andre Drummond. Uh, the Lakers went out and, and got their, their big, um, is he as good as Damian Jones? We'll see. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, but we're going to talk about his his fit theoretically, uh, practically what what it might look like. Um, there, Jovan Buha of the Athletic is is reporting that uh, Drummond is going to start over Marcus Gasol, so that's going to have a ripple effect across the roster as well and across the rotation. So, mm-hmm. a ton to get to in this one. Um, Pete, I basically, I basically narrowed down the signing and what he brings to the Lakers as. This is a team that could be extremely good offensively and is extremely good defensively. And on one side of the court, Drummond is going to limit the number of opportunities teams are going to get to score against the Lakers. And on the other side of the, uh, of the court, Drummond is going to create opportunities for this, uh, for an offense with LeBron James in it. Um, it seems he like to rebound good- all our bricks too. With the way we shoot, he's going to be active. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, he putting up active? numbers on on the boards. <laughs> the way we shoot, but yeah, I mean, there's more to it than than that, obviously. But if you're looking for if you're looking for positives or 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 the fit dynamic to this, is that where you start? Because that's basically where I start, and that's where I start to get really optimistic about the about the signing. Yeah, when I think about the fit we could talk about his like individual talent in a bit, but when I think about the fit, I think about him and Trez and Mark as like different, different tools in the toolbox, different. Mm-hmm. Cause like LeBron and AD, obviously everything's built on that. And yep. then you've got specialists throughout the the rest of the roster, right? Not, not the entire roster, but you can really zero in on that. And hopefully they've got some diversity in their skill set. Like mm-hmm. Drummond's a great rebounder. Drummond was Third in the NBA and the whole NBA at his size in steals last year. He's a really mm-hmm. good steals guy, really quick hands and all yeah. of that. But he can also dribble a bit, right? So it's something where if he gets a defensive rebound and there's nobody to outlet to, he's not standing there looking around for somebody, right? right. I'm not saying he's a great dribbler, but it's something that he's like okay at, especially mm-hmm. for his size. And so those guys add to the value of a specialist, but he's out there to do those things that, that, that you were saying, right? And what I love is that Trez's weaknesses, like Trez is a bad defensive rebounder. Mm-hmm. Drummond is one of the best ever mm-hmm. at that, right? Literally, um, like that's not. Yeah, that, no, I'm not exaggerating. That, that's not even. 
that's not even an exaggeration at, at all. It's statistically proven that this dude is one of the best rebounders in the history of the sport. I, Chris Herring of uh, at, at Sports Illustrated had a really interesting article on mm-hmm. how much does rebounding matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that'll be interesting to see. But that dude gets boards. And like I said, with how we shoot, you're uh, going to have opportunities and how we defend. Right. right? Um, and then the other way around is he's a poor finisher around the rim. Some of that's because he had too much responsibility. Anthony, you know, he's he's shooting. 30% on his driving layups this season. He's 17 for 57, I believe. So when he drives to the basket, that shit is an adventure. Remember when JaVale used to like, yeah. be like, it's JaVale time, you know, and yeah. like drive to the basket from 20 feet away. Drummond will do that, uh, hopefully less with LeBron and, and AD, and we'll see how it, it looks uh, at, at that front end. But then aside from Trez and AD, or, uh, Trez and Drummond, uh, you got Mark, right? If you need decision-making or shooting, and he's one of the best bigs at that. And then we have the best small ball five in the world in Anthony Davis. So mm-hmm. that position in particular, I feel like you've got all these specialists plus one guy that's the knockout punch at the end of that that you can go to. So I, I just love how that position is constructed on this roster. So he really fits in and like fills a couple of holes there. Yeah, I would I would actually kind of finish your analogy because you say, you know, specialists and then knockout punch. It's a ton, it's a ton of body punches. Like that's what the Lakers did last mm, year. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Where JaVale will kind of hit you with a few body punches with a couple dunks over the top. And Dwight will throw a couple body punches literally. And then and then over the course of the game, like that's gonna that's going to have its impact and those hands are going to drop. And then when those hands drop, here comes Anthony Davis at the five throwing freaking haymakers with with LeBron James at the four, by the way, throwing right. freaking haymakers and, and good luck at that point. Right. And, and I think uh, that's, that's kind of why right from the get go of the season, I kind of thought that it made sense for the Lakers to go out and get a third center because of that body blow opportunity. Right. They, they weren't getting very much from the center spot. That was like easy, I guess is how I would say it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's like when, when you're getting stuff that's easy, that means you're making life more difficult for the opposing team. And then over the course of the game, you know, those hands drop and then comes Anthony Davis to really start hitting the open target that, 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 that creates. So I, re- I really like the, it's not, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I said this all along with, with Damian Jones, like no matter who it was that, that, was that player that the Lakers added now Drummond doesn't, isn't the vertical threat that Jones is. Yeah. He's not as bouncy. No, um, but he's big. And, and, you know, I also, I also, part of me wonders because earlier on in his career, Drummond was actually a pretty decent athlete was, was actually. Oh, very much so. It, yeah. In fact, as recently as last season, right. like if I, I was watching this season's tape versus last season, where I was like, did he get hurt? Did something right. happen? Cause like in every once in a while, he'll have a play where it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. That's the Andre Drummond that I remember. Right. But it is like, it had it was a noticeable difference when I watched tape. I was like, Oh, he's not jumping as high as he used to. And I, and part of me wonders if that was a situational thing, you know, where if you're Andre Drummond, why overextend yourself for a Detroit Piston team that at best is going to be an eight seed and is just first round fodder. You may as well try to stay healthy as long as you can for when you get out of that situation. And then when he gets out of that situation, air quotes, uh, he goes to Cleveland where again, same kind of spot. He's just kind of running on this treadmill 
So I, part of me wonders, and, and this might be just the Homer in me, like the, I, I have to cop to Homerism here, but it might, I, I, I think there's a possibility that he comes here and you see a little bit more of that athletic athleticism flash just because there's incentive to do it. And, and the situation around him isn't so dragging that he, he feels the need to get up and do so. Yeah. Having LeBron James, LeBron James creating shots for you is inspiration to roll hard and jump high. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's, that's certainly a possibility. I'm trying to withhold my optimism on that, but I've had it too. Right. Like yeah. that idea, like maybe we see that come back. There's no reason for it not to. He's right. 27 years old. Right. Right. There, yeah. it, it, there wasn't, there wasn't an injury that you could point to and say like, yeah, after that instance, his athleticism waned. It's, it was just like, he just stopped jumping really high, <laughs> you know? So (laughs) we'll we'll see on that front. I want to take a quick second here, but when we come back, um, I want to discuss the, the actual, you know, just so the people are, are, are are fully aware of the player that the Lakers are bringing in. So we still got to talk a little bit more about that. Um, We still got to talk more about him potentially starting does to the rest of the rotation. So there is, there is a lot to get to for, for the rest of the show. So let's uh, come back and, and do that. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today in a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest news stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by the Locker Room app, and I'm here to talk to you guys about it because it has been a blast. I've really enjoyed the conversations I've been able to have with uh, listeners on there. Uh, the first show we did LeBron MVP talk, and and we even brought on some people who were not Lakers fans to get their side of the conversation this last Friday. And by the way, you know I'm doing this every Friday afternoon, so this last Friday. I had a conversation about Andre Drummond and whether or not the Lakers were right to bring on Kyle Lowry. And I got some of your guys' thoughts on, on that as well. Uh, and, and it's just a super easy, fun way to skip out on work for a half hour. Uh, I bring people on. It's a live show. It's basically like a radio show where you guys can hop on, on either or, or to either ask me questions in the chat or to... Uh, hop on and give a take that you and I can go back and forth on. Either way, it's been a really fun experience thus far. I'm looking forward to continuing to do this for for the foreseeable future. So if you want to participate and you have an iPhone, uh, hop on the iPhone app store and download the Locker Room app and then find me on there at Anthony or in LA and you'll get notified whenever I go live every Friday afternoon. So one more time, that's the Locker Room app I am Anthony Irwin LA on there, just like on Twitter. And let's, let's, let's get talking. So if you had a few minutes to just describe the player that Andre Drummond is, what, what would that sound like? Like if you, so because for me, every time the Lakers go out and get somebody, my dad will send me a text or give me a call, and he'll say, hey, who's this? Um, yeah, what's the deal? Who's this Andre Draymond guy? Like, it, it's Drummond, Dad. <laughs> like, come on. I have the same conversations with my dad, yeah. It's yeah. the worst. They just, like, they reach a certain point in their lives, and they forget how to say players' names. 
Like it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, my dad, my dad will call and, and I'll, I'll give him my uh, description. I'm kind of curious if your description matches mine. So he's a better defensive player than offensive player. He's unusually quick and agile for a player his size. He's a big mountain of a dude. He's, you know, to say, he said he's lost like 10, 15 pounds, mm-hmm. but he's, I, I'd say he's one of five, six players where in the NBA, where you say a guy that big shouldn't be able to move that fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, we have the, the, also like that kind of points to why I think he's still an athlete. Like the oh, fact that he right. can still move the way that he does like that still, again, makes me think this mm-hmm. guy can still get up. That, I, I agree. Sometimes I've seen it before where a guy can do the side to side stuff, but mm-hmm. it's the planting that foot in the ground and getting them 270 mm-hmm. pounds off of the ground. That's a lot to be lifted up in the air to be a vertical threat, right? A lot yeah. of the real lob threat guys are built like Mitchell Robinson, right? right? Like right. they can get that up there real Damian fast. Jones. Damian Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he built different in, uh, you know, so I'm, I see what you're seeing. I'm just trying to uh, protect my heart, right? Because if, <laughs> if, if Andre Drummond can fly through the sky still, like, whoo. So, then he's the perfect pickup. Then he's right. like the, the perfect mm-hmm. pickup that they could have made. So fingers crossed across uh, all of Lakerland, right, on, on that front. Um, he had more offensive responsibility than he should have had. Yeah. He is a... When he drives to the basket, he's a train with no brakes and gets mm-hmm. himself into all kinds of trouble with turnovers, with the wildest shots. Ever. There are going to be shots, especially before LeBron gets back. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> there are going to be some possessions. I'm just warning y'all. Some possessions were like, what the hell? Was, like, what was he even? You know, sometimes Alex drives to the basket and you're like, bro, like, what were you even trying to do there? Yeah. He's, he's got some of that from a big man spot. Great double jumper, great timing. Um, reminds me of Dwight in drop coverages in that he can strip you down low, but still backpedal and deflect the lob if you try to throw the lob over the top. Um, good passer in certain situations, bad passer in others. I mm-hmm. want him making fewer decisions. And yeah. and he would have this. This is old school coaching, high school, college. You can't do this shit in the NBA. No. But if I were his high school coach or whatever, I would be like, you have a one dribble limit, sir. Like, unless you're in, in, in the half court or in full court, right? Like push full court, get out and run, but he can get himself into trouble because he's actually a pretty good dribbler and ball handler, but he's like, you ever have something where you know just enough about it to get yourself in trouble. That's him with talking about the Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect alley-oop to you, right? Right there. Anthony. You still got that vertical pop. <laughs> I got all 270 pounds <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I watching him play. So, so I have like an odd number of uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, like friends, people, you know, obviously Justin and Carter who now do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Cavs official podcast, um, all the fear of the sword guys, you know, uh, that, that, that coming up, Chris, who does locked on Cavs, but my, you know, I think probably my closest friend in that kind of sphere uh, is this guy, Ryan Morton, who uh, I believe still runs social for Fear the Sword. And you can tell which tweets he reserves for his personal account about the Cavs uh, versus the ones he sends out from Fear the Sword. And the ones that were hit from his personal account about Drummond were like some of my favorites because you could just 
through his typing on the keys and hitting send on Twitter, you can actually hear the the slap up against the forehead. <laughs> what, so what was that? What was he? What was the <laughs> initial thought yeah. on driving to the basket there? Yeah. What was the goal? Uh, so yeah, I, I and and then so what I would do is I would see one of those tweets, and then usually you know Wob or somebody like that would would send out a video of Drummond's recent adventure to the basket. So yes, that is ready a for that perfect stuff, way to which, put it. Yep. yep. Which is a, a fun, you know, like yesterday and yesterday's show, a, a listener asked a question like, you know, do you ever miss the humor that came out of the dark places from the, the prior like seven years or so? Sure. And sure. How, like it's harder to be <laughs> funny about a team that's really good. And I said, yeah, but what's nice about, you know, this team being where it is right now and the humor that comes from it is that there is light very, you know, very shortly away on the horizon. So with Drummond, you'll he'll have those adventures to the basket and you'll say, God, what was that? Even? Well, the good news is LeBron's coming in. He won't have to dribble anymore. Yeah, that's yes. We are, especially <laughs> these next couple of weeks, I think, uh, although. Yesterday, we only turned the ball over 12 times. Anthony, yesterday's game was one of the worst offensive basketball oh games God, I've dude. ever seen. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. The improvement was that we actually were able to get shots up. We did not make said shots. But we mm-hmm. were actually to, able to get through an offensive possession without turning the ball over. And mm-hmm. if, if there's anything that these kind of stripped down for parts after the trade deadline type of teams that just have a bunch of guys like, like Orlando, they're yeah. going to play hard. They're playing for role. They're playing for their next contract. This is all opportunity that they don't normally get. So those teams play hard. And yeah. so at, at the very least us being able to not turn the ball over against a team that's competing was progress, but Oh boy. Drummond's drives to the rims, those adventures are going to mix in very well, quote unquote, with some of the other absurdities that we see right now on the offensive end, because we're kind of like, like this, this stretch is revealing how much LeBron is like the brain of the team, the master Mm -hmm. control, the general, and we are so disorganized on offense without him and Drummond will likely play into that. However, there were 103 available rebounds in yesterday's game. Andre Drummond will grab a lot of those too. Yep. All right. uh, Let's take another quick second here. And when we come back, we have to discuss the impact that Drummond is going to have on the rotation, Uh, especially now that the report is coming out, like I said earlier from Jovan, that he is going to start. And, you know, he was asked about role also in that introductory press conference. And it's really rare that somebody says something that, you know, isn't the right thing. Like these guys at this point know how to handle the introductory press conference. All I want to do is win. Drummond also like, this is some, like I was, I almost stood up and applauded for, for uh, the, the, the PR uh, that came from this, but the, the workout 15 minutes extra to, to hold off on the press conference. Like that's well done, Andre. I guy right after my own heart. This dude is incredible. <laughs> uh, but we're going to discuss the, uh, the rotation, the role, all of that stuff here in a bit. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. 
Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Head on over to Bet Online. Use that promo code Locked On for a fifty percent deposit bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine be, can also be found at betonline.ag uh, and also the Twitter account bet, at betonline underscore ag. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best place to bet, place all your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Head on over to builtbar.com, use that promo code locked on, and you will save 20% off your next order. Not your first, your next. So, however often you go to the website and you make a purchase, use that promo code locked on, and you're going to save 20% off. And you're saving 20% off on an incredible product. We've been working with these guys forever now. And it is a the kind of thing, the kind of partnership you're really proud of, not just because of the ability that we've been able to work together, but also because of how great the product itself is and how easy it is to sell. I've told my family about it, close friends back home, uh, friends that I've made out here. I personally use it almost every day, basically. I, I would probably say I'm closer to every day than anything else, any other way you could describe this thing. It's great for me because I'm always on the go, always have some errand to run or something to write or something like that. Avery got into some kind of trash or something, so I have to clean up and don't have enough time to uh, eat a full meal. Built Bar is, is, has been great with that. I've lost weight since we've started working with them because it's a super healthy bar. Great flavors, great textures, just an all-around fantastic product. So one more time, head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, the best protein bar you'll ever eat. Yeah, next time I'm, I'm, I'm running a little late, Pete. I'm going to tell you, hey, man, I'm sorry. I was... Had to get those last few curls in, you know, that's right. getting my shots up. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so if Drummond is starting, well, one, do you think that, that, that is a, a, like he's starting because Gasol is still working his way back. Or do you think that is a, a permanent, like, this is what the rotation is going to be moving forward. I don't have any information to that front. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if he was not, the starter from day one and intended to be yeah. the last game that we play this season. Um, he's, he's at a different point of his career. Mark is 36 years old. Mm -hmm. I'd also argue that, you know, those four games that we, we came out of the all-star break four game winning streak, running more horn sets, more staggers, more pick and rolls. It's a style of play. That's more conducive to how Andre Drummond plays. And mm -hmm. Damian Jones was kind of like the, test run of that what yeah. what does this look like with this particular group and you could totally see how that would help right that mm -hmm. style of player so i've been thinking about mark because mark has not had a bad season what's mark has been mark gasol like mm -hmm. if you expected him to be something different than what he's been that you, you didn't understand the signing or where yeah, he's at he, in his career that's right um but both between his age but also stylistically 
Mark is a guy that you can run offense through, which actually would be part of the reason why he might be the better starter for now in term, but that's not really how it works, right? Mm-hmm. Like where it's like, oh, we're not gonna start drumming until he gets back. No, no, no. He's gonna build that chemistry with with Schroeder, with KCP, with other guys. Eventually um, with AD. Right. Eventually with yeah, AD w- when he comes back. And so Mark is kind of like a classical music or a classical musician trying to play with a jazz band. Mm-hmm. And he could totally do it. He's a classical musician. He's really good at it, but he plays a different style of basketball yeah. than what we've transitioned to. And some of it doesn't translate. And so when you combine that with Andre Drummond is a better basketball player, is a more talent, like just different point, different caliber of player at this point that like Mark's a different style of player, but Drummond is like a, you know, a level five wizard and, and Gasol is a level a three whatever uh, mm-hmm. of class. Right. Right. And so um, in that switch, I do think that Drummond is the appropriate guy. I actually not sure that there's a spot for marking the rotation at this mm. point. I think he's going to be more situational. I'm very curious to see how Vogel handles that and how Mark reacts to that. Because if what Jovan is saying, it sounds like at the very least he's being supplanted in the starting lineup. I don't know that I would go that far with Mark. Because I think there's use for him with that second unit, uh, like creatively wise, unless you know, unless unless the notion. So if you're if you're saying that Mark isn't, you know, loses a rotation spot, then that makes me think. Well, okay, that will happen because you get to a playoff rotation and the the rotation really gets trimmed down. But I think still in the regular season. Uh, that second unit could still use his creativity. Um, you know, he gets to spend more time with Kuz. Like that was a combination that we always wanted to see. Um, what do you What do you do with Trez though? Well, he could still he could still be the 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 four alongside Mark. Yeah, you think they'll try that? I I think so too. It's just that Vogel hasn't gone to much at all in the way of Trez at the four mm-hmm. with you know with a, a different big at the five. So you think that that, that he'll start doing that with because he does have a bit of a numbers game, especially yeah. once AD comes back, he's going to play the five, right? Too. Right. So, so yeah. How do you get all of those guys some run? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, because you know, it's either going to be Keith or it's going to be Mark who really loses out here, right? And I think you can. I would listen to you if you were telling me, like, if you're going to make the argument that Keith serves more of a purpose in the postseason than Mark does, I would probably agree. You know, if if he recreates what he did last year in the postseason, I, I definitely agree. Um, and so, yeah, if that's, if that's where you're heading down come postseason time, I, I would agree. I just think given where everybody is physically at this stage, I, I really think the Lakers are going to do whatever they can to keep everybody as fresh as possible. And if that means giving an extra shift here and an extra shift there to Mark with that second unit alongside uh, Trez, maybe one night's a Mark night, one night is a Keith night, one night is a Keith night, one night is a Mark night. I don't think there are going to be too many nights where those guys both play minutes. So, yeah, I mean, is that basically where you were, where you were going anyway? Because I think I arrived where where you were at. I I think that I'd be surprised to see Trez at the four. Mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be against it. It's something I advocated for at the beginning of the season. I think that if we were going to do it, because it's a new position for him, right? And so. If you're going to do a positional change, think about it like from a baseball perspective. Mm-hmm. If a guy switches from 
shortstop to third base, right? That happens on a fairly regular yeah. basis. A-Rod. But if you do that, like that's a beginning of the season type of yeah. change. It's not something where the Dodgers, after they're contending for, you know what I mean? That yeah. toward the end of the year, hey, why don't we try this guy at, at third? I mean, mm-hmm. it happens, but it's not ideal. If you're going to teach Trez something new, because the rotations are different, the assignments are different, I think that the time to do that was earlier. So I, I actually think that the cleanest way is for Mark to become the, the third big and, and get some DNPs. Yeah. Uh, that said, how does Mark feel about that? Right, right. right. Yeah, I, that's, what, that's, that's another reason why I could see like you take your lumps with Trez at the four just to appease Mark. Because I do think they're like, if the Lakers face Jokic, I want Mark engaged. You know, mm-hmm. if the Lakers face Gobert, I want Mark engaged. I want him, you know, fully, re- fully ready. Now it's easy to say he's a pro. He's been in the league forever. Sure. He's a Gasol on top of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Hugely professional uh, player over the course of his career. So you just got to stay ready no matter what, but you know, these people are human beings still. And, and by the way, we saw what it looked like when Powell was unhappy. Like we, he was unhappy with, with Mike D'Antoni and we saw what that looked like for good reason, by the way, but still like even Gasol's being the saints that they are, the NBA saints that they are, are they're they're still going to get annoyed at certain situations. So I think I, I, I still think there's a use for having Gasol play, even if it isn't every night, uh, I would say at least every other night, four four out of five nights kind of thing. Like you got to get give the guy a shift here and there. And I think that during this period of time with no Anthony Davis, oh, that's yeah, going well, that's to happen, sure. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, I, so I'm talking more when everybody gets back, yeah. but that's going to be one of the most fascinating parts about that to me is there's only so many minutes, man. And, and Trez and Drummond and Mark have all been pretty – although. Drummond played some four. There was some weirdness with, you know, they had Jared Allen and Larry Nance and Shane yeah. They were playing yeah. some crazy lineups over there. So right. maybe you could make some arguments that Drummond isn't exclusively a five. But on this Man. team, we've got so many guys that can do that. You got Kuz, you got Keith. LeBron's going to play minutes at the four. There's mm. just a log jam in the front court that on paper is a one of them good problems to have. But I do wonder about how everybody feels like it in the, the locker room, the chemistry type of dynamics. That. It's going to be one of the more interesting storylines, I think, for the rest of the season. How does Drummond look with AD? We I think this is one of the, the major questions that we need, if especially knowing that he's going to be starting here on out. This is one of those questions that we need answered. So I think that come closing time, it's still AD at the five and LeBron at the four in the vast majority of scenarios. The thing about Drummond, though, is what I said earlier about him being one of the guys in the league that a guy that big shouldn't be able to move that way, at least Mm -hmm. laterally. Anthony Davis is one of those guys, too. Yep. LeBron is an older version of that type of player, too. Mm -hmm. And so I am, I, Vogel, being as defensively, focused and oriented as he is he must be giggling his ass off in private moments thinking at the possibilities of what they can do because we love to scramble and all of that i think that the offensive fit will be off and on and it will depend on does ad has have his jumper going Mm -hmm. because ad's jumper is one of those things where it's either not really there and i'm talking his three ball specifically Mm -hmm. it's either not there or is shooting 40 percent for 
a three month stretch. Yeah. And by not and, there, you mean he's not even taking them because for, yeah, he's, for when mm-hmm. he's not shooting well, he's not even taking them. That's right. He's he's either like a 40 percent three point shooter or he's a 20 percent three point shooter who doesn't shoot many of them at all because he right. knows that his jumpers off that version of him and Drummond doesn't look so good on the floor. The war- version of A.D. that's just draining threes, you know, open threes and hitting three, four in a game that yeah. I, I just don't know how you guard the team if, no. if A.D.'s got his jumper going. And actually, like, by the way, this is where. Like, this is something that Vogel has really fought with over the course of the year has been, no, Davis, when, when, when you're not shooting well, we need you to keep shooting. And, mm-hmm. and I think for AD, like, I think he's too smart of a player to keep shooting that three when there isn't somebody down there rebounding the way that, like, Andre Drummond can, right? And so, like, if, if, if AD is struggling with a shot I and, and Drummond is out there, you really need him to keep shooting because one thing like that's going to help the spacing. And then the second thing Drummond is, is about as well as anybody in the league is equipped at just creating new opportunities from that. So you don't, you might not lose as much on those misses as the Lakers were losing on those misses earlier on this year before they got Drummond. Yeah. That's a great point. We're going to be a pain in the ass to box out. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and uh, those, those, you, you talked about the defensive lineups, like, like, you know, Schroeder or Caruso out there, with whoever isn't there, whether it's KCP and Caruso, and then LeBron, AD, and Drummond, like I just don't know how you score. <laughs> I don't. I legit don't know how you score. <laughs> Here's to good health. Yeah. Here's to good health. Amen. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Lakers podcast. Uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in for this one. Uh, Pete and I will be back tomorrow to. Uh, to get you guys ready for whatever is coming next, whether it's news-wise or anything like that. Get questions in uh, on iTunes, and maybe we can go back and I know there's at least one question specifically for Pete, so we'll, we'll ask that, answer that one, maybe. Um, some show news, though. Uh, we, we are going to have some show stuff developing over the course of this week, too. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that as well. Um, until then, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We'll talk to you tomorrow.